What is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Buffalo Rumblings Resurgence Beer Release for the home opener on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast and Podcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired, and it is awesome to have all of you here. I got an awesome panel of people here for this live event at Resurgence Brewery in Buffalo, New York. The home opener is upon us, Sterles. But let's go from my left to my right and have everybody introduce themselves and tell everybody where they can find you. My name is Jeremy Poyer. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, or X, I guess, uh, jpo underscore na. I'm Sterles. You can find me on Intentional Grounding right after the Bills game on Sundays and the Chop Up on Tuesday nights. And I'm uh, Ronnie Easton. You can find me on Twitter at Ronnie Easton, part of the uh, the Mafia Cast podcast. Also, of course, by Buffalo Rumblings. Yeah, Buffalo Rumblings, right? So I'm uh, Brandon from Not Another Buffalo Podcast. Find us Wednesdays and Friday mornings. I am Sarah Larson. I am with Jerry Ostrowski on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. for Line to Gain. So we have an awesome group of people up here. We've got an awesome group of podcasters, content creators. And we're going to be subbing some folks in and out a little bit as we kind of work through the next hour of this show. But we're just going to get started. And one by one, and you can, I'm not going to point, I'm not going to name a name, and I'm not going to, like, go in a direction. How is everybody feeling after last Monday night and what we witnessed in which was, let's just call it, a win that was promptly given away by QB1, who was being Josh a little too much? So where are we at in the process of just where, you know, our thought and headspace? I'm ready to move on. I am so ready to move on this week. I was at the game. I was so frustrated with the game. And at this point in time, I think we all need tomorrow to see Josh actually be the Josh that we've fallen in love with and not the Josh he was last Monday. I like it. I, I liked what you said in your show with Jerry, Sarah, where you're trying to move on. You're trying to move on. But every every time you're there, you get pulled back a little bit about what happened in the game against the Jets. You need a, a pellet clamp pellet cleanser, as they say, when you're drinking. Uh, and tomorrow's got to be that. It's going to be beautiful. It's the best day of the year in Buffalo. I'm excited. I hope everybody else is excited. And the Raiders are no pushover, but they should. The Bills should win this game, and I hope they do it in a way that makes everybody feel better. Well, I guess I'll go next. Uh, I mean, I can't sit here and pretend like we forgot about Monday night. You know what I'm saying? So, but Josh is going to put on. The boy's going to put on. I mean, we can't say, you know, the Raiders, they they suck. We're going to beat the Raiders, okay? We're going to smash the Raiders tomorrow. So, we, you know, we're going to get our first dub of the season, Joe. You already know what we're doing. If we think that Josh is not going to have another performance like that at some point, I just my, – my personal opinion, I didn't get to speak about this after, is like he's, he's going to have performances like that every now and then. It, it's part of the game. It's a game like that where – Every now and then, a player of that caliber is gonna gonna struggle, right. and so the Jets have a great defense, and I expect them to come out. I expect yeah, them to come out and and dominate this weekend. Yeah, I'm kind of with Sarah. I'm just ready to move on. I've had enough of hearing about it, but uh, Josh got to make better decisions. But he is who he is, and we got to live or die with that. So moving on. So I entered this game with a bit of trepidation, right? So I'm the guy like Wildest Dreams Land. I'm the Wildest Dreams Land guy. And there's a dude here tonight that actually has my shirt on, the Wildest Dreams Land Josh Allen shirt. Because we lived in like QB purgatory for so long that it was like, you know, we would have conversations with people that weren't Bills fans on Twitter and just as friends. And they're always like, you know, 
oh, in your wildest dreams, Sterling, in your wildest dreams, the Bills are going to be good. In your wildest dreams, right. we're going to have a good quarterback. In your wildest dreams, one of the, you know, this, that. And we have been living in wildest dreams land for the last several years with Josh Allen. And I think Monday night just triggered that, okay, enough is enough, right? Because in the last 19 games, and we're only, we're only going to sit here for a moment. In the last 19 games, Josh Allen has thrown 20 interceptions and fumbled the ball 17 times. That's a problem, right? And my point on Monday, after on my show Tuesday morning on the overreaction show was just maybe letting Josh be Josh isn't the best thing. So the question is, what are we expecting to see from Josh Allen in this football game? Because I expect to see electric home opener, right? Home field advantage, Josh Allen, weapons all over the field, Stephon Diggs taking it to 11. But what are each of you or one of you or a couple of you feel? What do you feel like you're going to see from Josh Allen in this game? Pulled back, reserved, smart, better, letting it rip. Where are we at? So let, let, let me let me jump on here real quick. So in Josh Allen's last five games after a loss, you ready for this? He has 112 completions, uh, 181 incompletions for eight touchdowns and four interceptions and a, you know, a completion percentage of 63.8. So my point of saying that is when Josh Allen comes off a loss, he comes back ready to play. It's not like, it's not like we're talking about one of these quarterbacks that, that's less than average or average, that they have a bad game and then they kind of sputter along. Like Josh Allen kind of resets. You know, I mean, you look at his personality and who he is. You know, he's a farm kid. He's a worker. So I expect him to come in calm, cool, collected. He's going to have the splash plays. I think there's some opportunities against the Raiders where he's going to be able to push the ball down the field. But I think he's going to be okay. So I expect Josh Allen to have a, a very good statistical day tomorrow. I mean, he came into the league as a gunslinger. Like that's, what, that's why we like him when he goes out there and throws 40 times and he has 30 completions and he has five touchdowns. We love that. But we, when you have that, you've got to take the good with the bad with gunslingers. So, like, I expect him to come out and dominate this week. I don't expect performances like that every week, but they're going to happen. They compare him to Brett Favre in that, in that type of way. Unfortunately, Brett Favre didn't win the Super Bowl. That's going to be different here. But, I, I mean, Josh is Josh. Is Josh and he's going to be Josh. He's got that confidence. He's been had that confidence, and he's going to stay with that. When we win, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, the, over the years, every time that Josh has one of these games, it's never mattered because we've won these games. It is evident now because he looked like crap, and at the same time, we lost. So we have given him pass after pass after pass, but now that it's affecting our, our win-loss, our record, it's going to be a big deal. I would actually just challenge you and say he, he didn't look like crap. He just made four really bad decisions. No, and, and touche. The yeah. offense was actually pretty good for most of the game. It, it moved the ball. He just felt like he needed to take it in his own hands way too many times and actually went out and did stuff that hurt the team. Yeah, your your co-host said it best to me on the phone. Jerry Ostrowski said, we have Superman in Buffalo. And Monday night, we needed Clark Kent. Clark Kent yep. We just needed Clark Kent. We didn't need Superman. Like It was just unnecessary. But yeah. At one time, I want to say Josh was... Six incompletions with three of them being interceptions. So he did a very good job of taking what was given to him until he didn't. And, and you know, uh, when you take what you get, you take what you get, you take what you get. The more you stick with it, the more it's going to open up. Right? It's like a boxing match. You, you tire your guy down. You tire your opponent down. But when you start reaching, when a defense game plans to make you frustrated and they want you to to take that shot, that's what they want you to do. You can't play into the hands of your opponent 
But like you said with your stat on Josh after losses, I saw a stat. I wish I could credit it for somebody, but Josh after three or more turnovers in a game, it was like 255 yards passing, eight touchdowns, two interceptions. So I expect to see bounce back, Josh. Mr. Bounce back. Okay, okay. And yep, I think, yep, you, know, you know, Joe, one thing that I would add to that too is like we have to really put Josh Allen in his proper perspective in terms of like what his – actual ceiling is right because i think when you're talking about other quarterbacks like there's some quarterbacks who cannot recover from a two you know two turnover three turnover type of day you know it'd be one thing if the jets came in here and they blew us out on monday night but the fact that we lost on a punt return in overtime amidst those turnovers just shows you like the level of ceiling josh allen has so like when we talk when the national media talks about well josh allen has all these you know, these turnovers and stuff like that. I don't think we're really, people are really putting that into perspective. They're just numbers at that point. This is actually a great topic that's not on my, on my, uh, on my agenda as far as notes goes. But in 2020 and 2021, when Josh made the quote-unquote Josh Allen leap, we were all as content creators in the camp of Josh hasn't even reached his ceiling yet. Right, right, right. So that's a good conversation for this panel, just being a group of, hobbyist experts right where none of us are full-time media guys or girls where are you at on josh's ceiling has he reached it is he close is there some work to do this is a great i like this topic where are you at josh's ceiling i don't think we're at it i think if he can uh, learn to control those turnovers and make better decisions i think that's the ceiling that's when we'll see the ceiling uh and to his point while i go with the uh the 37 turnovers in the last 19 he has over 100 turnovers since he came in the league. Tops in the league. He's never had a season less than 18 turnovers. That's got to change. And I think if that can change, then he can hit his ceiling. But, again, he's had the most touchdowns of any player since he's come into the league. That's too, true, yeah. Right? How many times have we said that as Bills fans? Like, we have a Buffalo Bill that's had the most touchdowns in a six-year career than anybody else in the league. We cannot forget that. All right? Let's, let's hang that banner, whatever we got to do to remember that. But I think when you look at the quarterbacks like Josh – you're going to have two different ceilings. You're going to have his young man ceiling where he's running the ball, and then you're going to see a guy like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady that they age like fine wine. They can learn what the defense is going to throw at you. And you see Rodgers win two MVPs at age, what, 37, 38 years old? old. old. He's old, right? Not as old as me, but old. Age is just a number. But when you look at Josh, maybe he reached I, – I, watching that, I was in Kansas City for the 13-second game. I, Same. I, I was I've there never, too. I've never seen a player play the way that he played in the last, you know, 25 minutes of a game. And, and to say that he... Can, but I don't know that that's his ceiling. That was like zone mode. Yeah. Uh, zone mode is in ceiling. He blew through the ceiling in that <laughs> game. But if he could get close to that and then... Wildest well, dreams land. We see him choose his running more strategically and we see him can dink and dunk and, and dissect the defense. I think we're not quite there yet, but we're still getting the tail end of his athletic prime. So we might see his ceiling this year and next year athletically, but as a quarterback in the pocket, we might see it in, in five or six years. Super good. So this week we've got the Raiders coming in, and I heard that there's some Raider fans in the room. I don't know if that's true or not. Tommy Ooh. Seifert says down with the Raiders. There's one, and she's recording our show, so that just tells you where her loyalties lie. All right. That, um, that's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> A house divided. A house divided. Sterles, give me the scouting report on the Raiders' offense and defense, real quick. So, on offense, you you have um, a quarterback who likes to 
use the short to intermediate passing game to supplement their uh, their offense. And you have one of the best running backs in the league in Josh Jacobs, who, by the way, does not go down on the first tackle. So we're looking at a Buffalo Bills team who's notoriously not been great at tackling. So they're going to have their hands full. But you got to, you know, you can't, you know, talk about the Raiders without talking about Devontae Adams, who's he's the best route runner in the league, in my opinion, and has some of the best hands Stephon in the league. Stephon Diggs has entered the chat. That's no, dude, Stephon, Stephon Diggs, Diggs, Stephon Diggs Monday night had Sauce Gardner lost. There were several sure. replays where Sauce Gardner was like, I don't know where that guy went. Like, it was impressive. But when in terms of route running and separation, Devontae Adams has some beat on that. I think only because Devontae Adams might be a little bit more of a physical specimen than Steph Diggs. But I think Steph Diggs, pound for pound, is the best route runner in the league. Hey, seen, that's fine. Hold on. I've seen Devontae Adams get triple teamed when he was with triple team three stack on top of him. I've yet to see that yet with Diggs. Not saying that Diggs isn't great, right. but Devontae Adams is a different different guy. Yeah. I, would, I would hope that if Stephon Diggs is out wide and triple stack, that Josh doesn't throw the football at him. Well, he did, he did that on Monday night. <laughs> so <laughs> let's not forget about that. Fair. And he did it to Gabe Davis. Hey, real quick, though. So about Josh's ceiling, I think when we look at, like, Josh Allen versus the Patriots in the playoffs and against the Chiefs in the playoffs, I think that's ceiling that Josh ceiling? Allen. Yeah, yeah, the, the that, perfect I game. The, I don't think it gets much better than that. Um, I don't know if Josh Allen's going to get better, but I think his Achilles heel is can he understand who he is and kind of limit some of the, the riskiness. I'm not even going to say I mean, bad decision-making. We know his ceiling, right? His ceiling yeah. is one of the best, if not, like, his ceiling could be the best quarterback that we've seen. That's his ceiling. We want his average and his consistency to go up. That's what we're looking for. In, I don't in think I don't think we've come close to seeing his actual ceiling. I as, think as that, as consistent? I, I, I think that we can actually see him be more consistent at that level. I, I'm saying that, like, when he goes every week, even though he has a great game, that's not his ceiling. I think that his, his ceiling is going to be the consistency of seeing him play like that every week. Like we have come to a custom of seeing like Mahomes. You see Mahomes usually play pretty well every single week. That is what I want to see from Josh before I ever say that he's reached his ceiling. I guess when I talk about ceiling, I talk about the best you're going to play. So I've seen that from Josh. I don't think we're going to see another or we could see another Chiefs game from Josh. That is his ceiling, in my opinion, of what yep. his average or like what we should expect from him on a week to week basis. That has been moving consistently every week. I, sometimes I expect the best Josh I've ever seen. Sometimes I expect a Josh that should be average. I, it's just tough to know as far as consistently where Josh is at right now. His ceiling is the best quarterback I've ever seen. That's I, his ceiling. In my I have a question for you. Can Allen reach his ceiling with Ken Dorsey as the offensive coordinator? <laughs> I think I don't think, I think opinions a, will vary. I, I don't think it's a Dorsey problem. So when you watch the all 22, there were there was stuff, there was a lot of meat left on the bone. Um now Ken Dorsey can be better. I think Brian Dable, Josh Allen was the best combination that, that Josh Allen's probably gonna see in his career. Unless Why? unless the Giants fire Dable. But part of that is Dable being willing to push back on Josh Allen, which Ken Dorsey is not willing to do or or maybe not doesn't have the permission to do josh allen has ascended to the quarterback in buffalo that can have the head coach fired if he wants sure it goes a little further than that though joe like when you look at like they don't use a lot of play action pass like dable did and i think that's one of the things that really josh may not like it josh allen a lot but he may not like it how do we know that 
that might be why they're doing it. Josh, what do you like? I don't like that. That's the narrative, right? It's it's Josh needs to stop being babysat. Like, right. That, that's like he doesn't need that babysat that that Dable had to do for him. He he needs to grow up. as what we've been talking about. But all when week. he's not being babysat. He's got a third and seven with the first down in front of him, and he throws it 65 yards into double coverage and misses the receiver yeah. by five he yards. Needs to be well, that's smart where we got to grow, it. right? That's where we got to grow. It can't. That's not babysat Josh. No. Right, right. But he I don't to want grow babysat up. Josh. He needs to yeah. grow up, and he needs to be smart with the ball at the same time. I like what you said on your show with uh, Jerry, Sarah, where you said, at what point does Ken come down to the sideline? to hold Josh accountable for what is happening. Because Brian Dable was in his face on the sideline a couple times. So that was asked by Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio this week, Buffalo Bills beat reporter, the best beat, Bills beat reporter in Buffalo. Asked Ken Dorsey straight up. He said, is there a chance that you come down to the sideline? And Ken Dorsey, we talked about this yesterday. Ken Dorsey said, we're not going to knee-jerk after one game. And on the surface, you're like, yeah, first game of the season. Under the surface, you're like, it isn't one game. In 19 games, he's thrown 20 interceptions and fumbled the ball 17 times. Well, it see, might be time to knee-jerk. It's five years of history that he's been doing this, though, too. Like I said, no season less than 18 turnovers, so it's not just the last season or the last 19 games. It's his whole career. So something needs to change. A little bit of who he is. I mean, it's not like Dorsey and Allen can't communicate while Dorsey's in the in the booth upstairs, right? True. They, they can still communicate. They still have time during the week, but it's, it's really funny that, like, sometimes stats can be deceiving. And I love stats, as you know, but sometimes I have to, like, temper myself. And look, the Bills were 13-3 and last year with the number two scoring offense in the league. Josh Allen's not being babysat. He just He's just one of those guys. He's like the Hulk. The Hulk smash. Hulk smash. Right? And then there's Hulk, like, you need to simmer down. Let's let the other Avengers take care of things. And Josh, you know, now that he has Dalton Kincaid and he has weapons – it's going to be a learning curve for him to kind of understand and kind of learn how to let people help him out. And I think that's going to take some time. It's interesting that you brought up the Hulk, though, because Black Widow babysat the Hulk. So, like, <laughs> so like he kind of got that, you know what I mean? He got that Hulk in him, but we need somebody to – we need him to simmer down. And get Andy Reid. Yeah. All right, let, let's move on a little bit. So, this week the Buffalo Bills have to stop Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Now, I would say this to the Raider fan. I don't know where she went. Devontae Adams is crippled a little bit by Jimmy Garoppolo. But the Bills are going to have to pick their poison. So for this panel, each one of you, who are the Bills picking to effectively have the opportunity to get some yards, get some production? Are you stopping Josh Jacobs and allowing Devontae Adams to get his yards? Or are you stopping Devontae and allowing Josh to run? I I, I would I think it's going to be Hunter Renfro or whoever the slot is because I think we're going to double Devontae. And then same concept. The so, so you're stopping the run. Right, right. I'm yeah. gonna stack the line of scrimmage and double Devontae. That's that's what yeah. Yeah, so you're stopping your your focus is Josh Jacobs. Stop Josh Jacobs. So, that's the right I think that's the right formula. But McDermott has shown us that it's it's pass first. Like when have we ever sold out to stop the run? You know, like we 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 come out in our nickel based defense right now. If we see Taylor Rapp in there. You know, and he wasn't great. You know, he's learned a new position playing that third uh, linebacker kind of safety role. But I think they're going to focus on stopping the pass. I mean, we saw last week Brees Hall gouged him up a little bit, uh, had some good runs, but they didn't sell out against the run. I, I think the improvement is going to come, you know, when Vaughn gets back. Shaq Lawson maybe getting a little bit more snap counts tomorrow because he's a really good edge defender along with um, Greg Rousseau. I mean, I agree. This is a tough question because when you look at the, the gains that Brees Hall had on the ground, 
the defense wasn't ready for it and they weren't aligned right for it. And, and you know, we missed Tremaine Edmonds. I love Tremaine Edmonds, but it was not an $18 million mistake, right? So you get a couple of gap plays and you watch it on film and you tell Taylor Rapp that he was lined up wrong or you tell the linebackers that they were lined up wrong because you're going to have to take Jacobs away. But I think we have the talent in the secondary to take Devontae Adams away without totally selling out for the, for the pass because I think Josh Jacobs is going to wreck whatever game plan that you have against him. So I think you got to focus on him more. You don't want him to run the Patriot Patriots offense where they hand off the ball 30 times and you only get five possessions in the game. Maybe not this week because Kirksey isn't there yet, I feel like, as far as understanding the defense. I would like to see a 4-3 implemented more often with Kirksey. My man. My man. I'd like to see them both in sometimes. And then you can bring the nickel back in against passing teams. Bro, if the nickel 4-2 was all that, and defenses should be running it 80% of the time like the Bills do, Bill Belichick would be doing it. Right? It's hard to keep tearing off the field. Yeah, I would I, say that. As a defense, I, I like Taron Johnson, but if this was the formula, Bill Belichick would be doing it. And he doesn't. Or you could just get another starting caliber middle linebacker. I mean, that'd be great. Christian Kirksey is going to be elite. I mean, let's get Christian Kirksey in there. You know what I'm saying? I'm ride for Christian yeah, Kirksey. me too. I've been saying it all offseason. I still think you play – Two linebackers, and you throw rap on the field with Johnson. I don't know if that makes a difference against the run and the pass. You kind of get the best of both worlds. But after the way rap played on uh, Monday night, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? You think he's going to stay on the field? You think McDermott's going to make an adjustment? Who, who is it? Which McCordy brother is on Good Morning Football? Jason? Jason. Jason said, to your point, defensive backs don't like to tackle. Linebackers like to tackle. So they were even calling the Bills out kind of on this a little bit. That's a very fair point. I said it. I, I mean, I only played football for two years, and I was a corner, and I didn't like tackling the running back. So <laughs> with that being said, Jordan loves playing in the box. He would rather play in the box. So, like, I don't know I don't know what Judge Jason McCourty, how he played, but I know that Jordan likes playing in the box and tackling in the box. Uh, <clears throat> I think you just got to focus probably more on Josh Jacobs. Uh even with this conversation we're having with the, the nickel defense or with Taron Johnson's on the field versus 4-3, but even like last week, um, I, running back lost my train of thought on who the running back was, but the 83-yard the run, you take that out of the equation, well, I think he had 102 yards on the first two carries and then like 20 on the next eight. But it still happened. It did. You know, uh, it's like, and, and as Bills fans and, and we analysts. We just erased those runs. Yeah, we can't. They, they still count, unfortunately. But I just think, you know, this Bills team, if you look back historically the last three, four years, they, they really haven't been a great defense at stopping the run. You know, they, they've always had kind of allowed a couple long runs here and there. Joe, run. Joe Marino. Everybody loves Joe Marino and believes if Joe Marino says this is a bad tackling football team. I said it for point, years. Though, to break down his point, though, that is formation and how we set up on that play. So, like, sure. if you if you just look at the whole thing and be like, we're not good at stopping the run, or if you break down that play and say we were misaligned because we have a new guy out just there. Just that one play. That one, but that one just play that one is play. the majority of their, their addressing. And, so, like, and so in that play, the Jets came out in 13 personnel, one running back, three tight ends, right? When you have Trey White – committing to stop the run on the outside. I think that's where the problem lies, right? Terrell so, Bernard was supposed to slide. So Terrell, that, whole, right. that whole linebacker group was supposed to slide left. Right. And they didn't. He's new. And, they and that's, that's what you get with new rookies. But 
So what I don't think we've the, gotten to the to base. So we've gotten their opinion. So stop the run. Where are you at? Stop Devontae. Stop stop the pass. Stop Devontae. Uh, stop Josh Jacobs. Stop the run. Stop the run. Stop the run. Stop the run. See, I think I fall more on the stop Devontae Adams. Or like to me, if the Bills can score 30 points in this game, let them run the ball all they want, right? Because yeah. the clock's gonna keep going. Run that clock out. Go ahead. If you want to, if you want to, if you want an eight-minute drive, take all the eight-minute drives right. you want. It's not like the Bills have a, a scrubs on the on the front seven. I mean, the, even though sometimes you know I may comment about the Bills being leaky and run defense, they're still pretty good, right? Statistically, they're still pretty good. So if you can stop the big play from Devontae Adams and keep applying pressure like they did to uh, Zach Wilson, the Bills defense is going to be fine tomorrow. I yeah, here's the thing I would add. With, uh, if you stop the run and they can't move the ball with Josh Jacobs and they're forced to go to the, the, the pass, Garoppolo's going to give you a couple. And the defense will take advantage of that and, and get some turnovers. So I think you stop the run, you force them to pass, Garoppolo's not going to beat you. I don't consider it a one or the other because you can move your safety to go help right. Devontae. So you can stack the box and have a safety help over Devontae and take away both, and that leaves Renfro in the slot. That's why I was saying if they were going to get beat, I'm going to get beat by Hunter Renfro. Well, that – Sounds hey. like Jeremiah's been asking Jordan what's going on this weekend. <laughs> and we have the personnel to do that. Not right. every NFL team can do that. So how much longer that we have that personnel to be able to do that, you got to take advantage of them while we got them still. And you got to do that. So a key matchup this weekend is going to be Spencer Brown against Max Crosby. And, and Max Crosby is maximum effort Crosby. That dude has one button and it's on. There is no half on. There's no corner on. He doesn't take plays off. What are you looking for out of Spencer Brown this weekend against Max Crosby? A lot of tight end help. A lot, a lot, a lot of tight, of tight end, help. end help. I yeah, I expect a lot of chips from Dawson Knox and a lot of help from uh, Ryan Bates. I mean, Ryan Bates, uh, Osiris Torrance. Well, you saw James Cook play pretty good in pass pass protection as well. I, I would know. say yes, except for when it mattered, they brought in uh, uh, yeah, Latavius Murray. Yeah, Latavius Murray. Okay, that's a good point. So, but tight. Tight end, running back is going to be teamwork makes the dream work. You got to figure a way to help it Spencer does. Brown. Yeah, I mean, Spencer Brown could take a nap because it's not yeah. going to matter. Uh, listen, Crosby's going to eat his lunch. Pause. He's going to get him. All right. And, and you got to look at, like, you know, when you look at a guy like Mason Crosby, he's one of the best defensive ends in the league. But you got to look like, you got to look at how he wins and what Spencer Brown's weaknesses are, right? So when, when guys are able to get inside, get into his chest. Spencer Brown has problems, right? With He, he has a, a tough time responding to power, speed to power. So that's what Max Crosby does best. So he's going to have his hands full. I, I, he's going to need a prayer from Jesus or whoever to help him out tomorrow because we're, it's going to be rough. We're going to take a moment right now. We're going to pray for We're going to pray for Spencer right now. Yeah. A moment <laughs> of silence, please. I'm going to pray to Ken Dorsey to dial up some help from the tight end. That, that's where I see it coming from. A lot of chips, a lot of chips, bangs on, on uh, Crosby. I mean, 12 just, personnel. We're just That's lucky it. they don't have Chandler Jones this weekend, too. Imagine if they had both of them coming on both sides. And, and the thing you got to have happen, too, if you look at the way Josh was pressured last week, he didn't help himself a ton either. So you got to see him make the hot read, make the adjustment for the pass protection at the line of scrimmage, motion somebody over. Move the line in protection. I was talking with Dan Freddy uh, a little bit ago, and he made a very valid comment, which is so to set the context. When you're talking about a drop back for a quarterback, John Fina says it all the time. The quarterback's only supposed to go to 10 yards. That's it. 
Quarterback goes to 10 yards. That's it. John Fina said that he used to tell Jim Kelly, if you go to 11 yards and you get sacked, I'm not picking you up. Like, that's your fault. And Josh Allen rarely drops to 10. It's always 11 and 12. But more so than that, to Dan's point, when was the last time we saw Josh Allen stop at 10, stop at 7, and climb the pocket? He's, he's an alien. He doesn't have to do that. <laughs> he used to, but he used to do it. He, no, he doesn't. Josh Allen's skill set is predicated off of making plays off script. we got to stop thinking of Josh Allen as this guy that's going to sit in the pocket and make throws all day. That's not what we draft. But is it maturity? Is it maturity learning to climb the pocket? It's balance, but that's not what Josh, how Josh wins. As a D lineman, as a D lineman in the past, you want to keep running outside. That's cool. I'm going to sit here and wait. Like that's Josh needs to learn how to climb the pocket to then open up his alien abilities. That's he needs to step up and start taking some of these. And eventually, he's not going to have that athleticism that he has now, and so he's going to have to learn eventually to climb the pocket and stay in there. And we know he can take a hit. We show he proves that every week. It's year six. Like when are we? When are we expecting this to to, to change? It's not going to change. He is who he is at this point. I think think part of his ceiling, finding his ceiling, is learning that. Does that mean we're just going to? So did did Brett Favre stop throwing interceptions? That means we're going to have Cam Newton as our quarterback. Let me ask you a question. Did Brett Favre stop throwing interceptions in his career? No, but nope. he, he didn't run but like Josh But is Brett Favre not a Hall of Fame quarterback? He doesn't take the hits like Josh did. Hold on, hold on. I don't want Hall of Fame and no Super Bowl. Stop. I want stop. Super Bowl want and no Hall of Fame. Brett Favre has a Hall of Fame and a Super Bowl. Favre does. Jim yeah. Kelly does not. I'm not talking about Jimbo. I think – I ain't talking about Jimbo. I think about Josh on the Thanksgiving Day game against the Cowboys where he's standing in the pocket, feet are set, He's not moving. He is a statue looking down, and he is lasering the ball to Cole Beasley up the middle. He is hitting. That's not a. That's not a, a fair. Like he's got to grow still. You can't. You can't just say he's an alien, but you make mistakes by not stepping up, and that's how he is. Like you got to get better. Like that's part of. That's part of playing. Now, what do we expect? I don't know. But what he needs to do is get better at playing in the pocket. I, like our expectations might be different than what we expect. Yeah, I think I think the conversation, the comp to Brett Favre is not a good one either because Brett Favre lived in the era of 63 to 60% completion percentage. A lot of interceptions were expected. Quarterbacks today, when you're talking about Burrow and you're talking about Mahomes, you're talking about these Tom Brady, like these guys are high completion percentage, low interceptions, high touchdowns, few but, mistakes. But these guys aren't Josh Allen. They, they, none of them quarterbacks had the ceiling or the athletic ability that Josh Allen has. And that, that's, that's the hard part. So I'll live with – I don't know in Buffalo when we started thinking, okay, well, you know, Josh Allen throws all these interceptions and I'm mad. Like, I'm not really mad at all the interceptions because there's so many plays that he makes, right, that, that like a lot of quarterbacks can't make. Should he mature? Can he mature? I think that's something that we're going to see. Can he play in the pocket and, and kind of rely on his ancillary weapons? We'll see, but it's not like – it's not like he's he's trash, right? You take the good with the bad. Right. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying just learn and get better and grow and start like the stuff that you're not good, your weaknesses get a little better. But you do take the good with the bad. I I love Josh and Josh is my guy no matter what. He can throw five this weekend and I'm not gonna give him. But <laughs> I just want the do you have something to say? No, go ahead. I just want the world or at least Resurgence Brewery to know that I've tried to change the subject three times and the panel keeps bringing it back to Josh Allen. So, Sarah, I'm trying to move on. They will not let me. So, yeah, so just, just saying it. But as far as Josh Allen goes this weekend, let's talk real quick, just stat line. What are you guys expecting to see from Josh? Stat line, stat line this weekend. I honestly think Josh is going to have one of those games. I think that he's 
whenever he goes out and has a bad game, he comes back and he looks the part. He always does. I just hope he doesn't put too much on his shoulders and then we get that, you know, crazy sugar high Josh that we see that we don't like, that none of us like. But, um, you know, I think that he's going to have 300 yards, um, you know, at least three touchdowns. And I'm hoping he limits the turnovers. You know, I would I would love to not have any turnovers. So let's 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 hope for none. I think I agree with that. I, I think he's going to have 300 total yards of offense. But, I, you know, 25 of 40, 255, two touchdowns passing, 40, 40, 50 yards rushing. 25 of 40. That's low. No, wait. Yeah, that was 66? 66. Yeah, 66. That's not bad, right? So, but he's going to score on the ground. He's going to get his legs moving. But I want to see. That to me is the biggest problem with Josh Allen in the last year and a half is they're hamstringing him on the run plays. But yep. go ahead. You got to have him run, right? You, This team, when you we talk about his ceiling, when you talk about that Kansas City game, you go back and you watch that game, those third downs, those third and sevens, those were picked up because he ran. And he needs to get back to what makes him great. But I think he's going to have a fumble. I, I think Crosby's going to come around that end, and he's going to get him at least once. And that's going to be okay because Josh is still going to have three total if Somebody's touchdowns. got a garbage bag. We'd like to take the trash out. <laughs> I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I, but a good player is going to get his stats. That doesn't mean it's going to wreck the game. T.J. Watt gets his sacks, and the Steelers still lose, right? So uh, I'll say 300 passing. 60 on the ground, a rushing touchdown, and three passing touchdowns. I'm going to go uh, 28 of 36, 320, three touchdowns in the air, one on the ground. I expect, I mean, I expect the defense to eat this week, so I don't know if he's going to have a lot of opportunities. I think they're going to be up by 25 going into the fourth, and he doesn't even play the fourth. So um, I'm going to go 220, throw in. What? Uh, 70 on the ground and a touchdown in each. And no 70 touchdown. on the ground. What? 70. Nice. All right. So moving it back to the Raiders. So moving off of Josh Allen again, back to the Raiders. So we've all talked about how good Josh is going to be. What are the keys to victory for this Raiders football team this weekend? Just give me a couple keys in your opinion for the Buffalo or for the Raiders to beat the Bills. For the Raiders to beat the Bills. The Raiders to beat the Bills. What do they have to do? I mean, obviously, the running game. If Josh Jacobs is going and we can't stop him, that's going to cause a problem. Um, I know Jacoby Myers is out, which is, you know, definitely a benefit for the Bills because then we really only have to pay attention to how Adams does and, and you know, Jacobs. Those are our two things that we have to pay attention to. I think it's in the trenches. If they can protect Jimmy Garoppolo, he's hobbled, right, his ankle. Leonard Floyd, you know, wrecked the game for the Jets, but not really because we still lost. But kind of wrecked the season. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in the trenches, if you if if the D line can get it, Josh, and the Raiders O line can can protect Jimmy, I think it'll be enough. And you really got to hold Josh Jacobs back. But if it, you know that offensive line plays well and it, it creates holes for Josh Jacobs, I'd be worried. Right. I think I just kind of agree with what everyone was saying earlier. Stop the run and trust our defensive backs to get the job done. As far as uh, Devontae Adams and the other receivers. I think it comes down to the Raiders going to have to rush three and drop eight, make Josh Allen beat himself again. Uh, you know, the Raiders don't have what it takes, in my opinion, from a quarterback perspective to go toe-to-toe, drive-for-drive to beat the Bills, right? They, they need a lot of things to go right for them. Um, so, yeah, you're going to have to rely on the run game, rush three, drop eight in coverage, and let Josh Allen kind of, you know, 
redo what he did on Monday night. So, so make him make him be patient. Make him make the mistake, which is what the Jets defense does to Josh every time. We're just going to wait, and you're going to do it, and then he does it. In my opinion, the key will be the Raiders run offense scheme against Terrell Bernard and seeing if we can gap him out. That'll be that'll be the the battle that I want to see. I need to see Terrell Bernard start getting his head in there in the right gaps and stop getting gapped out. Can we tackle this week? That's all I care about. Can we tackle? That is like the biggest thing that I think that in the end, if we go out there and look like we did last week, it, they're going to run all over us. Yeah. And I feel like they're targeting the run right now because of the linebacker situation. So that's definitely something we got to look out for and focus on. Right. Player of the game? For the player of the game for the Bills? Bills, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to say that it has to be Josh at this point just because of what he went through last week. And we all know exactly he goes out and does this Superman thing right afterwards. So I think he's going to have a game. If it's not him, it's going to be someone he's throwing to, like Steph. So. Yep, same thing. It, it has to be Josh. But if it's not... They go 1A and 1B. It's Steph Diggs. The guy's going to get open. He's going to make plays. He's a stud. It was really nice to see him get open and make plays. Even the push-off. He did push off, but I don't think not every receiver gets that call. Steph Diggs shouldn't get that call, but Steph Diggs is going to make plays. Home opener. If it's not Josh, it's Steph Diggs. Say it's got to be it's got to be Josh Allen. This is our bounce back three for week. Three. Bounce back week we're looking for, right? Uh, if he doesn't get it done this week, then we're then we're having deeper conversations than we were this week. <laughs> For me, it's Matt Milano. I, I feel like the absence of Tremaine Edmonds kind of put Matt Milano on a different tilt in that Jets game. And I know that Matt Milano, I called him in my show last week, the Jet Killer, because he just has that game against the Jets all the time. But I think we're going to see something from Matt Milano this whole season. So for me, I think the, I think. The, the player of the game for this game is, is Matt Milano. That's a good answer. So are we talking about who the player of the game is going to be or who, who should be the player of the game? Because who should be the player of the game is Ed Oliver. This is Sterl has, has, has to take it and turn it. Well, <laughs> that's what I do. If he's the player of the game, that's we win I the game. Do. No, but um, no, Ed Oliver, I mean, going up against, you know, um, their guards, I mean, Ed Oliver has a really big opportunity to wreak some havoc. Um, you if know, he shows up before the last three minutes of the football game. Again, if you when you when you watch the film last week, Ed Oliver didn't have a bad game. He didn't, and uh, he was really stout at the point of attack. Um, I think he can really do it. I mean, it's not like you know he's facing some of the best uh, offensive guards in the league in this game. They're they're not very good. So Ed Oliver can definitely eat in this game. So I, I'm looking for a big impact game from him and Russo tomorrow. You guys both went defense, so I'll go away from it. James Cook. I'm gonna go with James Cook. I like that. I like that. Week. I think he'll go 100 plus rushing. One touchdown receiving, one touchdown rushing. My fantasy team likes that. Me too. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> All right, so last question. Uh, let's let's finish it off with a game score prediction. So win-loss, final score. My wife is looking me down right now. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully you got a second hotel room for the, for the night. Uh, I'm going to say 31-21 Buffalo obviously. 31-21 Bills. I hate picking them not to cover the spread, but 28-21 Bills, defense, you know, 21 points could happen. But So Vegas wins. Oh, not in <laughs> Buffalo they don't win, but money line. Take the money line. So I, I'm going to start with uh, my stat line because I didn't get to earlier. So I'm saying Josh with 346 and three, one of those being on the ground, around 30 rushing. Um, so we're saying three, we're saying – 
28 or 21 points, give Bass three, 24, and I'll give the Raiders 13. I got the Buffalo Bills 30, the, the Raiders 24. Buffalo Bills win this football game. And it's not as close as the score is. Oh, 38-16 Bills. We're going to dog walk them boys tomorrow. Let's go. Come on now. Dog walk. Dog walk. That, my, that was my score, too. 38-16. Yeah. 38-16. All right, break down the 16. How'd they get to 16? I had it doesn't matter. No, I, I had 17. I had 17. But. All right, so let's wrap this up one more time. Just let everybody know who you are, where they can find you, if they want to follow you on social media, and the show shows that you are involved in, and then I'll get us up on out of here. Jeremy Poyer, you can find me on Twitter, and uh, Chop Up. Uh, Sterl's here. You can find me on the Chop Up and Intentional Grounding. Uh, Intentional Grounding's right after the Bills game, whenever they play. Official Buffalo Rumblings post-game show. Official Buffalo Rumblings post-game show. So you can find me on Tuesdays and after the Bills game. You can catch me uh, Friday nights on the Mafia cast with my, my buddies uh, Ronnie and Casey. Every Friday, uh, 7 p.m., uh, BR, VidCast Network. You can find us uh, Wednesday and Friday, not another Buffalo podcast. My boys, Pat and John, couldn't be here today, but Wednesday morning, I'm Brandon, not another Buffalo podcast, Friday morning. All right, and I am Sarah Larson. You can check me Wednesday at 9 p.m. with Jared Ostrowski on Line Again. Also, uh, Thursday mornings on Primetime Rumblings. And uh, on Twitter, at Sarah underscore Larson. Find me. And my name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. I'm the host of the Overreaction Buffalo Sports Show, as well as the Off Tackle with John Phoenix Show, and the Humpty Hotline with Jay Spencer King, who is in the room. Super big thanks to Resurgence Brewery. Super big thanks to Fictal Endel and Elmer Eye Care. Super big thanks to Picasso's Pizza. I miss it. Fans of Buffalo. Super big thanks to fans of Buffalo, as well as Kate Discontent and Jim over there, our vendors for the show. If you are looking for Buffalo Bills content, you need to not go any further than Buffalo Rumblings. Like, subscribe, video, podcast, whatever you're looking for, articles, it's all there, buffalorumblings.com. Thank you guys so much for being here. Resurgence Brewery, go Bills! Go Bills! Go Bills! Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.